Hello, food enthusiasts, and welcome to this episode of the Future Foodcast. I'm Pam Line Miller, your host. And as always, we are talking about innovators and thought leaders in the food space and all about what their impact is. Today, we have Erin Lee with us, and she is Chief Sales Officer with Zambazon. Welcome to the podcast, Erin. Thank you, Pam. I'm super thrilled to be here. Thank you for including us. Absolutely. And we are excited to hear about Zambazon because you have really a niche market that you focus on. Can you tell us about what you do? Sure. So a little bit about the company. So Zambazon actually is a 22-year-old company, really before its time when it, when it started. And it has a fun background and story behind it. Our founders were on a surf trip in Brazil and actually tried the acai berry and said, oh my gosh, this is an amazing berry. There's so much quality and nutrients in this berry. How do we get it to the U.S.? And so really that was the start to an amazing, an amazing start to start a company that's all about sustainability. And actually Amazon stands for Sustainable Management of the Brazilian Amazon. And it has a, they started the company with a triple bottom line philosophy, which I call the three pillars of our company, which is environment, social, and economic. And those are all equal. And that's unique because we really do not produce anything at the expense of either of those. And I head up, our company has really three teams. One team is our food service team which if you enjoy, if you've had an acai bowl before in a bowl shop or acai in a smoothie, likely you're enjoying Sam's on acai. We're also that team heads up college and universities. So we have a lot of, we're serving in a lot of college and universities. And then we have a hospitality team and Samazon has Samazon cafes. And we are also going into universities with a Samazon cafe. And if you would enjoy a Padres game at Petco Park, you can enjoy a Samazon acai bowl there and an acai uh, margarita which is an unbelievable margarita. I had one recently and I couldn't take my lips off of the straw. That team heads up that. They also, we will be going into airports. And, and then our team is that I head up is the CPG team. So that's pretty much all of grocery. And in grocery, we're in three different areas of the grocery store. We're in juice, so produce juice. We are in energy drinks. And then we're also predominantly in frozen. So in frozen, we are in the frozen fruit category, novelty, and also uh, breakfast category. Wow. You have all of the bases covered, I would say. I have had an acai bowl in a, a location, not a, one of your cafes. Sorry to say there's not one near me, but I'm excited at the prospect they might come. And I just I just love the taste of the acai, and I know that it's good for me, so I love that. I'm scared to try the acai margarita, the combination of tequila <laughs> and acai. might be a little dangerous, so I'm not sure I'm going to venture into that immediately, but that sounds, I can imagine you couldn't take your lips off of that. That sounds really 
delicious and you might just throw all caution to the wind if you were to get involved in that so that might be <laughs> something I would avoid but let's let's back up to really the sourcing of your product because that is where your your differentiate your differentiation I guess in the market is really strong from what I can tell I mean talk to us about your sourcing I think that stands out Yes. And, and the acai berry, start with the acai berry. For those that don't know much about the acai berry, it is grown in the Amazon and it is similar to a blueberry. So it looks like a blueberry. It's 90% seed and 10% pulp and skin. And that pulp and skin is packed with omegas three, six, and nine and antioxidants. And so in comparison to a blueberry that we know has has all of uh, the antioxidants in it. It actually has more antioxidants than, uh, than a blueberry. And in the Amazon, it's considered Amazon gold. And the sourcing of it is in the, in the Amazon. And we have two manufacturing plants on the mouth of the Amazon. And starting back years ago, really, the, the founders of the company wanted to make sure that there were standards in place and that we were really sustainable in doing the right thing for the business. And when you involve middlemen in that, it's hard to track the source of the product or put in place standards that were important to our company. So putting these manufacturing in place really allowed us to go directly to these family farmers and help them get certifications for organic and fair trade. So we're organic and fair trade certified and help these family farmers get those certifications, which helps those standards. Yeah. And so we contract directly with them. We actually have 12 people that work for our company that go and work directly with those family farmers to support and teach about bio diversity, protecting species, labor practices, all of the things that are important to us. So we source and contract directly with them. And then we have two manufacturing plants that are on the mantle of the Amazon that allows Amazon to get the full season of fruit and the very best so we have actually a purple dock standard system that we use that the growers come to us directly and we pay them fair trade wages for that standard that we have. If it's below that standard, we reject. If it's above that standard, we actually pay more. So it incents these growers to bring the very best fruit to us. And our manufacturing plants are really, we take heart to get to zero waste in our manufacturing plants. So they are hydroelectric plants. And as I mentioned, the acai berry has, I think I mentioned, it's 90% seed. Yeah. And so those seeds can be very wasteful. But what we do is we donate those seeds to other manufacturing companies to fuel their plants. So it's zero waste. And really, when we think about who we are in our manufacturing plants, it's really about reuse, recycle, or convert into energy. And that's really what's important to us on the sourcing and manufacturing. Well, Erin, 
Erin, lots of important things that you mentioned there. First of all, you know, the treating of the farmers and how you're educating them and, and really working with them hand in hand, that you've got some full-time employees down there that are actually working with them to help up-level both your product, but also their ability to produce the good product. And that's going to keep them in the business because that's an issue these days is to keep farmers farming that are, that are the best at it. But the other is that you have manufacturing plants on each side to take advantage of the full. So how is that the full year? So really better on on one side for part of the year and on the other side of the Amazon for the other part of the year? Is that how that plays right. out? Right. So the, that that really is what it does is it moves. Okay. And so that we are able by having on both sides. And then also when you think about, we're all about the environment and not transferring to one, to our tra transferring to a manufacturing plant. We're limiting that as well as getting the full season which is pretty much June, July to December. And it's allowing to get to the, the, the fruit at the very best uh, at the peak. The other thing too about the acai berry that's that is it's highly perishable. So really it needs to be processed within 36 hours. So that allows those locations to get to our uh, docks and go through the standard to be able to process. Right. So the closer they are to the manufacturing, because you don't want that transport time, but you're also saving all the resources that would be used by transporting, right? The fuel and the trucking and whatever. Exactly. Yes. So that's a lot of additional expense for your company, but I guess the investment is worth it in the long term, which it sounds like you have a long-term view based on some of the things that you put in place. Yeah. And really it's about, again, back to doing the right things. You know, we talk about it local and what we're trying to do is make sure that we're, you know, in every aspect of our business, making sure we're doing the right thing. And that leads to, so sourcing to manufacturing and then packaging. So yeah. that's one thing that is really important and become a focus to us in the last couple of years. And just just to give you an example of where we've come. So in 2019, 18% of our packaging was either recyclable, post-consumer recyclable, or compost-based. 18%, small. 2020, by 2021, we are at 64%. So wow. 64, that's 46, that's 46 point difference. And just to put perspective on that, that is 360 metric tons of plastic. We did not put in to the environment. And if, to give you a visual on what that is, that is 17 African ele elephants, the weight of 17 African elephants that we prevented going into the environment. And when you think about it, Pam, this is one thing that is such a treat for me to work for this company because I'm addicted to the berry and the product, but also the company. But it is on the four. I mean, this is, we're on gold standard. We are the gold standard of how to go about doing things. And if other companies join this, the savings that and the protection, the, the limit, we will limit what's going into the environment. So if all, if every company did this, it would have a big impact. 
Well, and that's the point. We think about us as number one consumers, oh, what impact can I have? And really, if like take what you said for companies down to the consumer level, if, if each of us just did the right thing in more situations, it adds up. And like your company, you have a certain amount of volume. But when you take that to scale, because uh, you think about, okay, this one pallet of acai or whatever it might be, it's only this much. But then when you extrapolate that out and multiply maybe for the year, it turns out to be, like you said, 17. A big impact. Yeah. <laughs> Just the packaging alone. Yes. Packing up because you kind of skipped over the, you mentioned it, but the zero waste in your manufacturing, which on its own is huge. And if more companies would do that too, I mean, that that is also a big problem. So it's clear why you're the gold standard in a lot of your processes and the intentionality of the processes that you put in place is really paying off. And hopefully other companies are going to be looking to you and other people that are listening to this podcast who are working with companies. There are other companies out there working on these initiatives as well. And hopefully you'll be a real encouragement to them uh, because that's awesome. Well, talk to me about the packaging because what did you do different? So you're not using plastic anymore? We Right. So, and and to, to add on to what you said, what is fantastic and exciting about this time time in grocery is retailers and other companies are putting in place, just like you said, they are putting in place standards, especially retailers who are the gatekeepers, right, to all the manufacturers. So it's super important that they are putting these standards in place. And they are, they are, they are absolutely doing that. And the more companies that will adopt to that will be, it'll be a benefit, not only for innovating the the packaging, which we have a compost-based ready-to-eat bowl, and it is on, it was cutting edge for frozen, because frozen, it's all plastic, right? And that's for food safety, and and little by little, there's not that many packaging partners that have compost-based, and the more companies that demand it will only be better for everyone, bring prices down, because it's more expensive. But when we develop we knew that one of the needs states of the consumer was a ready-to-eat bowl, right? You can consume a, a ready-to-eat bowl at a cafe and you can make one at home, but you have to get a blender out. It takes a little work. And so we know consumers want convenience. And so in doing that, we knew there was a need for a, a ready-to-eat acai bowl. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that we did not want to compromise was packaging on that. And so we made a conscious decision as a company that we were going to come out with a compost bowl and it was going to take longer. It was going to be more expensive and we we wouldn't compromise. And so on the sales side, that meant that we might not be first to the market on it, yeah. but we chose not to. And so it, we, we uh, the name of the product before it launched was called Unicorn because we knew that this was going to be a unicorn and it ended up being a unicorn. Within a couple of years, it's 30% of our CPG business, these ready to eat bowls. And so it really truly was a unicorn, but we didn't want to compromise on quality and we wanted a compost bowl. So you could literally eat this bowl and then go bury the bowl in your backyard 
and feel good about it. But that that's something, you know, as a company, it took us three years to make this bowl, but we did it because we wanted to do the, the right thing. And it is absolutely delicious. And it you can buy it in, in, in pretty much every retailer, every major retailer carries it. We're, we have like a 55% ACV in the market, um, but it, it, it took, it took a while to get there. Well, well, it sounds like the commitment was worth it. If now it's 30% yeah. of your sales in that category, that's really impressive. Obviously consumers don't mind spending a little bit more for the quality and the compostability of the bowl. And hopefully they are composting it and not throwing it away, at least recycling it or something. Um, maybe do Frisbee out in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. All kinds of uses. If you give it to the kids, they'll be very creative with what they could do with all the bowls and build, build towers and all kinds of things with that. I'm getting off track, but you know what I'm saying? There are options available and I'm glad you made that commitment. We talked about your farmer certification and fair trade and organic and helping them achieve that, which also obviously goes into your product and you can have those certifications for the sourcing of your product, but you also have company certifications. And I don't know all the terminology. Um, BRC, I think you mentioned before, uh, if you could explain to our listeners about, you know, some of the levels your company has gotten to as far as being recognized. Sure. Yes. So our manufacturing plants are, um, so really that's a, a global food safety initiative, right? And then there's certifications that you can get under that, that safety. And BRC rated is British Retail Consortium is the certification that you can get. And we are AA plus. So that is one of the highest ratings you can get, which is really just um, going through the chemical usage, the employee trainings, like everything. And we get an audit. And actually the plus sounds like you get an A plus, but the plus stands for that they came unannounced when they did the audit. So that is, and that's a good thing, right? Because we want to be the best and have the highest standard uh, every day at every yeah. hour. Not like the people that do the restaurant certification and they say, hey, we're here to invest, you know, check out the restaurant. And they're like, just a minute. Yes. <laughs> you get the front door and they're, you know, putting things away in the kitchen, making sure the cold food is really cold. What right. you're saying is you didn't, manufacturer didn't have a chance to do that. It was no. what it was. And you ended up with that very excellent rating. So that, that really says something about what that normal workings of your manufacturing plants are. Such a fun company and a great product line, obviously, in a lot of different avenues for us to get it. But What's on the forecast? What's what's coming for you in the future of Zambazon? What are you looking for? Well, we're always thinking consumer first. So making sure that we understand who our consumer is and what the need states of our consumer. And that on the go, we know and sort of on trend in food right now, we know that convenience is a big factor. Portion control or bite size is another one. Added benefit is another one. So um, reishi mushroom or things that will add to gut health or immunity. And, and then also we know that packaging and reducing the, the packaging on it. And that's important too. So 
all of our packaging is going to try to go to paper versus the plastic. Um, so we're converting some of that. But then, you know, innovating in the future is we want to make it as easy as possible for everyone to be able to consume acai at every different income level or whatever it may be. And so we're trying to come out with products that, that do that. So for example, we have acai pack that you can put in the blender, but there there's plastic involved. We want to eliminate all of that inner plastic and just have acai cubes that you can put in that you can actually don't even need to use a blender for. So the cubes that we have coming out in the market actually in three weeks are you can put these cubes into a shaker and with a little coconut water, almond milk, or any beverage preference of your choice and shake it and you have a smoothie ready to go. So that is that is one of the things that that we are are doing but continuing to understand what the consumer wants mm -hmm. and and putting good healthy products out there that are are meeting that. Yeah, that is definitely on trend to your point Erin. Consumers want good healthy products that that are taking care of the resources along the way when they're being created but also that are quick for us to use. So the cube that we can just shake up with, you know, some kind of almond milk or water, whatever we choose. What a great answer to some of the trends that are right on point right now, what I'm hearing out there in the marketplace. I hope that's successful. And the timing on this actual podcast coming out is going to be right about your launch time, I would say. So hopefully uh, people will be able to access that and try it out. We have covered lots of cool stuff today about Zambazon and, and all about Asai. Is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners before we go? Well, no, Pam, I would, I would just say thank you so much for allowing us to share our fabulous company. And for anyone who has not tried Asai, I would encourage you to try acai. It's a fabulous berry. I I actually am a hundred, and because I consume acai, I'm really only half that looking and feeling. Um, so that, and then also, I would encourage everyone to vote or make choices. Vote with your dollar. Support companies that are doing the right thing for the planet and socially because that's, we want everyone to go in, in that direction. Well, Erin, thank you so much for being on the Future Foodcast today. We've enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcast. Future Foodcast is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry.